Welcome to the Nebraska Crew Podcast, where we help college students find and follow Jesus and make disciples on campus and for a lifetime. In this episode, we interview special guest Bill Kohler, former Nebraska Crew staff who now leads Crew's national team on new initiatives in evangelism. We talk with him about a project to refresh everystudent.com and how students can use it to reach others with the gospel. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nebraska Crew podcast. I'm James Prush on staff here in Nebraska with Crew. Uh, and I have a special guest today. Uh, Bill Kohler is joining us from Orlando. He works at our national office. And Bill works with uh, new projects to help students and faculty hear the gospel. Specifically, he's been focusing on something called everystudent.com, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Bill's married to Missy. They have four kids. They've been on staff uh, with crew for quite a while, um, and they used to be here in Nebraska. And so we are excited to have Bill on the podcast today. So, so welcome, Bill. Thanks, James. Great to be with you guys. So, Bill, uh, I just want to start with you used to be here in Lincoln. Uh, you used to be the the team leader here. So just tell us about your time in Nebraska, what you love about Nebraska. Uh, we don't have a video feed. And just so you all who are listening know, Bill is wearing a Husker shirt right now. It's red. There's a beautiful white N on it. Uh, and Bill, uh, not a native of Nebraska, but is certainly uh, married in uh, to our tribe and loves our state. And so Bill, just tell us about your time here in Nebraska and maybe a few of your favorite memories. Sure thing. Well, I've, I, I actually had two tours of duty in Nebraska, so to speak. I was, I was at Nebraska in the late 80s, if you can imagine that, and early 90s as a single guy. That's when I met Missy, who is a, a student at the time and was a, a member of Cap Alpha Theta and also involved with crew, and that's how we got to know each other. And then Missy and I and our kids uh, came back in uh, twenty gosh, what was it? 20, 2003, I guess it was as the, as the team leader and was, was at Nebraska through 2012 and goodness, you know, speaking of my devotion to the Huskers, I, I showed up the first time in Lincoln and was not, I didn't really know anything about the, you know, the aura and the legend of Nebraska yeah. football. And as it turned out, uh, a lot of my, my focus in terms of reaching out to students ended up being with the Nebraska football team. I didn't plan it that way, but it just, it just turned out oh. that way because I spent a lot of time at Abel hall and there were just a lot of football players around back in those days. I remember talking to Trev Alberts when he was a freshman. That's a, a blast from the past as far as names go. Yeah. Um, a lot of other people as well. And I remember, you know, being over at the training table in uh, North stadium or wherever it was, and it was just a regular occurrence to run into coach Osborne, who was mm. the coach at the time. And I remember telling Missy that one time, Oh yeah, I saw him at lunch today and you saw coach Osborne. And she was just <laughs> out. I had no idea of the significance of that. And so, um, anyway, that was a, that was a fond memory from, from back in those days. But I, it, it, it seems like awesome. as soon as I left Nebraska, um, the first time I became a rabid fan and have, have been so ever since. And so it's been kind of a, uh, a hard, hard row of these, these, yeah. these last year, but, but we're hoping for better things. So seeing coach Osborne in person, I saw him on a plane once flying. He's flying coach, by the way, 
uh, it's like seeing for Nebraskans, it's like seeing the president. You're like, ah, this is amazing. So yeah. well, for those of you who don't know, Bill uh, had a couple kids who came to school here um, for a while. And so, Bill, when you would make trips back, just something fun, you know, what was like your go-to stop to eat? Like, you're like, hey, if I'm in Lincoln, I want to go here. Where, where'd you go? Yeah, there were a lot of them. It's it's tough to narrow it down to one, but I always love going to Laszlo's and the Haymarket. Oh, and yeah. my daughter, Emma, when she was a student in Nebraska her freshman year, she worked at, at Honest Abe's. And so oh, yeah. I went there quite a bit uh, during during her freshman year. And she would, you know, hook us up with discounts yep. or freebies or different things like that. Nice. So that was always as well. Love Honest Abe's. All right, well, let's get into it. Talking about everystudent.com. Maybe Bill, just start with, for those who haven't visited the website, what is everystudent.com and what's the, what's the goal behind it? Yeah, well, everystudent.com, you might describe it as Crew's flagship um, presence on the web for helping students and others to know what it means to have a relationship with God and to begin mm-hmm. to, just to take on the, the tough questions about life and God uh, designed in a way to help help people come to, to actual faith in him. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. And every student.com actually began uh, in the heart of a middle schooler. Huh. There was a, a woman named Marilyn way back in the day who, who as a middle schooler was an atheist and she would just hear people saying things to her about faith, like, Oh, well just, you just got to believe and just kind of giving her, giving her pat answers that never really satisfied her. And so that basically hardened her and solidified her, her position as an atheist. And then when she got to college, she started to interact with some Christians who for the first time in her life began to show her that, wow, there actually are legitimate, valid reasons to to have faith in God and ultimately to have faith in Jesus. And through that journey and through Mm. seeing that evidence for the first time, Marilyn, um, she came to faith in Christ. And then, and then years later, um, she was a part of the staff of crew still is, and, uh, the, the mom of a couple young kids and in her living room, she just kind of had this dream, like, well, what if we could have a website that would make it possible for people all over the world, especially students to have that connection with God, to, to explore the evidence for belief in him from a whole variety of different angles. And so really that's how every student.com was, was birthed. Uh, around around 2000 is when it came into being. That's cool. I didn't know that story. Of course, I've seen Marilyn's name on a lot of the bylines of the articles, and I've always wondered, who is this lady? What's her story? So that's really cool. Um, so yeah. for those of you who haven't visited the website, like it, it has almost any question you could ask, especially in terms of uh, apologetics or how to share the gospel or just tough questions, hard questions about faith and God and the Bible. So um, I'm glad that we have that website and it's cool to hear the story behind yeah. it. So, yeah. so Bill's been, you've been working on a kind of a new initiative since that's your role with crew with every student.com and, and Bill has reached out to me and some others on staff to kind of pick our brain and, and say, Hey, what, what could be improved? What do you like? What's been helpful? How have you used it? Uh, but what is new and what's changing and what's kind of the heart for the future of everystudent.com? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, to, to answer that question, let me give you a little bit of history. Like I mentioned, the site is about 20 years old or so, and it, and it started 
with a focus on students, uh, but then over time it's really expanded. And so it's, it's in 40 different languages and wow. definitely still a, a, a desire for students to be resourced through the site. But, but honestly, it just connects with people from all different walks of life, all different ages. Yeah. Um, just in the last year or so, more than 60 million people visited the site. And, and we estimate, you know, just mm. based on Google search that, uh, about 2,500 people every single day express a decision to place their faith in Jesus through the site. And so it was incredibly, wow. it's incredibly fruitful. Yet in the midst of all that fruitfulness and in the midst of that expanded audience, not just students going beyond students, I think there's been a little bit that maybe has been lost in terms of, of actual focus on the students themselves. And, you know, what are today's students really, you know, really after? What are the things that they're wrestling with in terms sure. of, of faith and topics of spirituality? And so um, a big part of, of what I and others have, have been working on has been trying to think, you know, what can we do to take something that's really great and really uh, fruitful that has a history of that and make it even even more so for this generation of students in terms of the content, in terms of the design. Um, yeah, in terms of the way that we're communicating with with students today. Yeah, and so that's that's really the the big thing that we're working on. We've just finished a six month project and now we're just at the very beginning of, of implementing some things. And so, cool. you know, in terms of like what's new as of right this moment, uh, the simple answer is not really anything, yep. but what we're hoping for is that as we get to the new school year, you know, say around August or so, um, you know, we'll be looking at a fresh design. We'll be looking at updated mm. content. Uh, and then, you know, we'll be trying to test that and get feedback from, from students in terms of, how it's landing with them and what we can do. Yeah. To make it That's exciting. Uh, let's kind of double click on the content piece. Cause I know as a staff team, we've talked about the questions that students are asking today are different than even, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I was in uh, college or just starting, just starting college. Um, and certainly when you were in college and you go back, then you go back like 50 years, 75 years, just totally different and a different framework too. So what are some of those uh, different questions that you found that Gen Z is asking? Uh, what, are, what are the different needs that students today maybe have? And for students who are listening, they might not be able to even articulate what's different about their, their uncle's generation or their parents or their grandparents. So, so what are some of those things you guys have noticed in your, your research? Yeah, well, I think, you know, maybe a generation ago, the the more classic topics would have to do with, uh, you know, just reasons to believe that God even exists. And, 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 that, and that's and that's still there's still a, a significant cluster of questions that that are very relevant to students and others. Um, but I think from from what I can gather, uh, that that perhaps the more salient question these days is well yeah i believe i believe in a god or i believe in something other than than myself but what difference does that really make how yeah. how relevant is that to the way that i live my life um and and so i think there needs to be more of a 
yeah, there just needs to be more of a, an invitation to consider the relevance of, of God sure. and of Jesus Christ. And, and so that's a big part of our challenge. And I think, I think as well that there's a, especially with this generation, there's so much brokenness that, that, mm. you know, young people have seen in their, in their short number of years in the world. And the, and the question arises, does, does Christianity have anything to say to that? Totally. Uh, and, you know, and, and so often, sadly, to our own, uh, to our own shame as followers of Jesus, uh, you know, we're on the wrong side of a lot of conversations, you know, like when it comes to the way, you know, how we treat people as being made in the image of God, how we treat people of different backgrounds, yeah. you know, races, ethnicities. Um, unfortunately, in terms of our practice, followers of Jesus haven't really always yeah. been and shining shining stars as far as that goes and so that creates a uh you know a barrier for a lot of people and for so sure. uh, we i think i think the opportunity is to point people to jesus and to say you know his good news is good news for everybody yep uh, and it changes the way that you know as i embrace it it changes the way that i um that i relate to others the way that yeah. i got that great commandment to love god and to love others yep no i totally agree and we've seen the heart of students today for social justice, right? And, and the heart for the poor and the underprivileged and the downtrodden and um, those who are marginalized. And, and so I love that, like, the content of the gospel comes together with, well, what does that produce in terms of how we love people and how we treat people? Uh, and that really matters. So yeah. that's super encouraging to hear. So, Tell us, Bill, what would be, uh, so a student comes to me, comes to you and says, Hey, uh, you know, how, how could I use every to grow in my own faith? Um, maybe it's just as simple as clicking around, searching, reading. Uh, but what are some of the ways you would encourage a student to use that website? Where would they start? Um, you know, I'm sure we could think of students who are like, I'm just going to read everything. I'm going to read every single article. Uh, but for maybe people who are, they're, they're not as into uh, you know, apologetics and arguments for faith and, and theology, what are some places that you'd point people to to get started on the website for their own growth? Yeah, well, for their own growth, you know, one thing to mention, I haven't, I haven't brought this up at this point, but everystudent.com actually has a companion site called startingwithgod.com. And so everystudent.com is all about helping people to figure out what would it be like to, to know God and to have a relationship with him. Startingwithgod.com basically goes from the point that somebody places his or her faith in Christ and then on to, you know, various stages of maturity. And so at startingwithgod.com, there's a, a series that you can sign up for called the spiritual starter kit. Okay. And so, you know, you can just go in there and fill in your email and your first name and, and they'll start sending you those things like, you know, maybe once every couple of days, ago, days or so. And it's just a great, just a great way to, um, you know, help lay a further foundation in your life in terms of your faith, faith in Christ. And, and, and there's, there's several other series beyond that, that, that can really facilitate your growth. But as far as everystudent.com proper, I would say that, that number one, it would just be an awesome step to just go ahead and, and get on the site, look around. Um, you know, there's, there's a ton of articles on the site, ton of videos and different things, maybe just 
peruse the site and just think to yourself, what are like the top five that I see here that I'd like to actually take the time to read or watch the video or whatever, and then go ahead and do those or, you know, check those out. And then, um, you know, as you're, as you're perusing the site, mm-hmm. do it prayerfully and say, God, I pray that you would, would just help things to stick in my mind at the right times with the right mm. people. So that, as, you know, so it's not just, you're not just filling your mind with information, but the whole yeah. point of everything.com is to help connect people to Jesus that don't know yeah. him currently. And as you, as you spend time on the site, God's spirit, you know, either at the time or after the fact is going to, you know, just pop things into your mind. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this person I was just talking to a couple of days ago was just, you know, is expressing a little bit about how lonely she feels. Mm. Uh, there's, there's an article at every student.com that actually talks about that. Yeah. I can text that to her and say, Hey, I was just reading this. And I thought about our conversation and just would love to hear what you think about it. You know, that something as yeah. simple as that can be so powerful, um, in somebody else's life. And the, and the great thing about every student.com is that, you know, in contrast to an in-person conversation of, you know, the person who's, who's looking at the article, who's looking at the site yeah. is in total control. You know, they can look at it in their own, their own setting in a way that's comfortable for them. Yep. The defenses can come down. And so it's a place of much, you know, there's just, there's just an opportunity to be a lot more vulnerable because it's just you and the site. Yep. And so if, if a person can be pointed to resources at every student.com in a way that's connected to these other relationships, namely, you know, you as the, the person who knows Jesus and wants your friends to know him as well, uh, that's just a powerful combination. That's great. We, for those of us who've been to college, we all have those memories of late night, maybe a little heated conversations with people who don't know Jesus. And you get into some deep waters in terms of like Marilyn's story, right? With, I don't believe God exists. Um, and those like, it's good to talk in person and we want students to do that, but those, sometimes those can get emotionally heated and for the people who don't know Jesus, they could feel like maybe they're on the defensive sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, that's totally the advantage. Send an article. And then I love the way you put it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this sometime. Uh, yeah. what, what do you think? And then it opens up the door for conversation when maybe both people have come down from any kind of, you know, uh, emotional um, tension and they can say, Hey, I've had some time to think about this and here's some things. Here's what I agree with. Here's what I don't. And so that is a great strategy, I think, for students to engage their friends. Uh, yeah, definitely. And one, you know, one thing to know about every student.com is that it is, you know, it, it's persuasive writing. And so mm. it's the whole point of it is to try to encourage people to take that step of faith to, yeah. to be in that relationship with Jesus. And the other thing to know about it is that it's, it's written to the person that doesn't know Jesus yet. So yep. you're never going to get on that site and have to worry about Christian jargon or somebody raising money for something or click here to buy a certain product. None of that's there. And so yep. it's just a real, it's just a real safe and comfortable way to explore those, those topics that are just so, so important to explore. That's great. That's so cool. How would you encourage, you know, a student who's listened to this, that's, you know, kind of on the fence about faith um, to, to take advantage of immersing themselves in reading things that they may not agree with or 
be comfortable with. And maybe it kind of butts up against their perceived notions of the universe or faith. And so maybe you could just interweave your story a little bit with how you came to faith. Um, but yeah, how would you encourage a student that's on the fence to, to really dig in and, and do research and just like Marilyn did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, specifically as it relates to every student.com, I would encourage someone who's maybe just on the fence and trying to figure out what he or she believes just to say, God, if you're there, I pray that you would make that, make that clear to me. And Mm -hmm. then take the time to, you know, just to poke around and look, you know, look and see what's under the hood there at every student.com. And, you know, and, and honestly, you know, even though it's, this is my, my focus is every Mm student.com. I would say even more significant than that would be, you know, just get yourself a Bible, you know, if, whether it's a yeah. physical copy or just one that you download onto your phone and just maybe start reading like one of the, one of the four accounts of the life of Christ that are found in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, and just saying, God, I'm not sure where I stand as far as all this goes. I don't even know if I believe in you, but I pray that if you're really there, that you would make that clear to me. And, and God loves to, loves to answer that prayer. And so I think that would be a, a great a great place to start. And actually, you know, my story, I, I, um, you know, I grew up in a religious home. I, I, you know, what wouldn't say that I was a Christian from a, yeah. from a young age, but I heard a lot of religious mm. talk in my home and was involved with a lot of religious ritual. And as a result, it just raised the question, you know, how can I be sure that when I die, I'm going to be with God in heaven as opposed to without him in hell. It was a, it was a, serious question on my mind as a young kid. And I asked a bunch of different people and they, you know, they gave me a lot of pat answers like, you know, well, you're a good person and you go to church and you've received this Hmm. sacrament or, you know, whatever it was that we call it back in the days. Um, But I just wasn't satisfied with those answers. And so I finally ended up talking to my mother who explained to me that, you know, it's not about what you do or weighing your good deeds against your bad deeds, but it's really about, realizing that that all of us fall short of God's standard all of us have chosen to go our own way instead of instead of God's way and as a result um you know we're actually guilty before God we're under his judgment and we need his forgiveness and and that's the good news of of Christianity that Jesus came to provide that by you know living a life that we could never live and then dying in our place to take the penalty that we deserve so that if we would place our trust in him we could live with him now and we could live with him forever. We could have forgiveness and so many other benefits that, uh, that go along with that. And, and, and the proof for all that is, you know, it's in the resurrection. It's in the fact that Jesus not only claimed to be God claimed to be the one who could forgive us, um, accomplish that through his death. And then three days later, his, his resurrection says, okay, this is the validation for this being true. And so, you know, these are the kinds of things that, um, became so real in my life. And I think they're, they're, they're one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about what I get to be a part of with every student.com because all that kind of content is available for available for people to discover um, on that site. There's just a lot of really great stuff there. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, amen. I love that. And that's obviously what we want students to embrace and to know. Okay, last question, just really quick. We do have some students involved in Crew in Nebraska who really love challenging reads 
and growing to become a better evangelist with their friends and to know uh, how to talk to people who are skeptical about faith. So maybe just outside of every student.com bill, what, what books or authors have been really helpful for you as you've thought about how to grow in terms of your own study of um, apologetics and faith, um, you know, talking and engaging with atheists and, and agnostics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the first person that comes to mind would be Tim Keller. And he wrote a book that's kind of become a classic in the last 10 years called the reason for God. Mm, yeah. And um, the, the content that Tim Keller shares is, is gold in and of itself, but his posture is also yeah. so instructive because he doesn't come from this position of, you know, well, I've got all the answers and you should just, you know, wake up to that reality and come over and, you know, join the, you know, the, the right side basically. Yep. Um, but he just takes, he has such, just such a, a humble posture uh, that recognizes, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's lots of skeptical people out there and that's all right. It's, it's all right to be where you're at, but you don't just want to leave your skepticism unexplored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to try to, you know, to fit, you know, to wrestle with the things that maybe would be barriers to faith in God um, and realize that, you know, that Christianity, although it might not answer every question to your perfect satisfaction, mm-hmm. there's so much in it that's satisfying and perhaps even more satisfying than, than what you would find elsewhere. And so, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd highly recommend him. And, um, you know, there's other people like, you know, like Josh McDowell, C.S. Lewis that, you know, just have a lot of really great, great things to say as well. Um, this is not a, uh, you know, this, this is broadly in the realm of apologetics, but maybe not quite in the, in the classical uh, vein that most of us think about it in. But I recently read a book called A Multitude of All Peoples by Vince Bantu. Okay. A, a, uh, prof at Fuller Seminary in California. And what Vince Bantu does is he basically addresses the question, is Christianity just a white man's religion that has been used to oppress non-dominant peoples over over the centuries? Hmm. Although, sadly, uh, you know, some people can make a pretty compelling case for the affirmative response to that question. What Vince Bantu does is he does, he basically does a survey of the development of Christianity in non-Western cultures over the years, going back to, you know, the first, second century common era. Um, And, and in so doing, you know, the, the overwhelming conclusion is that, you know, no, Christianity is actually a global religion. Uh, Certainly there's been a significant influence for that in the West, but uh, yeah. there's, there's been vibrant, uh, vibrant expressions of Christianity over the years and in, in lots and lots of different cultures. And so the conclusion to all that is that, you know, you ought to consider Christ not because it's some tool of oppression, but because, yeah. uh, it's, it's a, it's this beautiful, you know, way of life that, that, um, people from a variety of different cultures have, have embraced over the years and, and it continues to multiply as such. That sounds awesome. Great. 
Well, good uh, on those resources. Uh, if you're listening, check them out, especially commend Keller's book, The Reason for God. So good. Well, Bill, thanks for joining us today. Um, talking about everystudent.com. It's been good conversation. So check out everystudent.com. And then especially in the fall, when we get some updates in terms of content and design. Uh, so check back there uh, when you come back to school. So, so Bill, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Great to be with you, James. All right. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Nebraska Crew podcast. For more information about us, visit nebraskacrew.com or to get in touch with our team, send us an email at nebraskateam at crew.org. Thank you.